to our book talk segment today. We welcome uh, one of the co-authors. Very interesting book and uh, timely as well, as uh, we all know what we've been going through the last year and a half. It's called A Curious History of the World's Worst Diseases. Patient Zero is the uh, full title of it. We're joined today by uh, Dr. Lydia Kang. She also wrote the book with uh, Nate Peterson. And uh, she joined us today to talk a little bit about the book, kind of the history of uh, how these uh, diseases start and uh, and what uh, what we can do to hopefully prevent future ones. And uh, Dr. Kang, good to talk with you. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have a chance to chat with you. I, I uh, My mom was a nurse, so I always, you know, kind of grew up uh, with a little bit of a medical uh, uh, historian in our house, uh, knowing kind of what was going, what she went through. Uh, she was a nurse in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, so she told some stories of uh, diseases that were going on, obviously, uh, you know, polio and all that kind of thing back then, but uh, obviously the last year and a half, we all know what's going on there, but uh, was the pandemic kind of the impetus for writing this book, or had you planned to do it before that? We had actually planned on writing this before, so um, in the fall of 2019, Kate and I were thinking about putting this book together. We, we were really interested in pandemics and, you know, the sort of sources of certain outbreaks, that kind of thing. And then in January, we were like, oh, there's a little outbreak going on in China. I wonder if we'll end up making it into the book. And then next thing we know, we were writing a book on pandemics in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. I remember uh, I was doing a, 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 this kind of show at, at a different radio station uh, about 15 years ago, maybe not quite that long ago, and uh, people would come on uh, uh, the station. We had a health uh, show, and uh, the guest would talk about the bird flu, which was supposed to be the, the next pandemic. I don't know if that ever happened. Uh, was that a case then, or what happened with that? You know, there's been so many different um, iterations of the flu that have been hitting our country, and... Um, they tend to have really funny names like that, like bird flu or swine flu, when there's a big change in the virus. So, you know, the, the flu changes every year, and that's why we get a new flu shot every fall. But they're usually relatively, they're small changes, but big enough that we need a new vaccine. But once in a while, there's a huge jump where we get a giant, like, part of that virus changes so much that it's new to everybody. And when it happens like that, it tends to get a name, like swine flu or bird flu, and it oftentimes comes to infect a lot more people and cause a lot more problems. Yeah, remember the swine so flu. That's sort of why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you mentioned the swine flu. I guess that was, what, late 70s, something like that, or the 80s? That was, that was a, a big one, I remember. There were, there were actually a couple of the swine flus. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, and of course, there's the one that's the most uh, well-known, which is the 1918 um, pandemic flu, which uh, was called the Spanish flu. So that's probably one of the most well-known flus of all time. Now, was that caused more because I meant that time of history uh, was such a huge influx of immigrants to the U.S. Was that kind of the cause of that or at least the spread of it? Uh, maybe not the cause of it, but why it spread so rapidly or what, what was the story behind that? I know you have it in the book, but maybe kind of a capsule summary of that. Sure. Well, you know, I think part of it, um, you know, part of it was the fact that World War One was still happening. And so there was a lot of um, people um, sort of in close quarters, you know, on the on the front. Um, and uh, in addition to that, there's just we don't know exactly how it happened. Um, but there was, again, one of these weird switches where the, you know, a big chunk of um, the flu virus changed and was something that most people had never seen before. And there was something really special about this virus. It was just so much more deadly um, than other viruses. And it just spread like wildflower, mm. wildfire, um, because uh, that's what the flu does. It spreads through the air and through coughs and sneezes and things like that. And it ended up killing, oh, my gosh, somewhere upwards of 50 million right. people. So, you know, 
It was huge. Do, do we know why now or what, what the flu comes from? I know, you know, they, they know it's a, a virus, right? But, I mean, what, what causes it and, and why can't we stop the, the variations of it? So the flu virus is actually what's called a zoonotic disease. So the flu orig- originates in other animals like um, birds and uh, it jumps over to people and infects people really well. Um, the flu has been around for a really long time, and because we can't completely eradicate it, like, you know, I think that if everybody everybody on Earth got a flu, like, flu shot in one year, we might we might kill the flu off and it might never come back. But because that never happens and it just it keeps infecting people and it keeps circulating, it never completely dies away and right. it just comes back every year. And so I think there's some belief that that's what's going to happen with COVID is it's not going to end per se. It's not going to disappear off the planet, but it's going to become this sort of low grade, what we call endemic virus that just sort of um, causes infections in people who are susceptible, but not to a level where it overwhelms our medical system. So kind of similar to seasonal flu, um, maybe more deadly, we'll see, um, but that's maybe what's going to happen here. And, and a coronavirus, that's nothing new, right? I mean, this is COVID-19, coronavirus-19, right? There's been 18 previous, right? Yeah. Is, is that right? Um, you no, know, I think I believe the coronavirus was particularly just named at the year that it came out, so 2019. Right. Um, but coronaviruses have been around for a while. There's a belief that um, this huge virus that was um, a bit of a pandemic in 1889 was probably a coronavirus as well. Um, but some coronaviruses are also cold viruses. So the coronaviruses by themselves as a group are not new to humans at no, all. Yeah. Um, just this one is. Yeah, my mom was saying that. I mean, it, it, you know, she was treating that years ago, but it just, people think that's a brand new thing. It isn't. It's just a different variation of it, right? Yeah, it's just a, it's just a new one. And there are always these um, opportunities for new viruses to break free from their animal hosts and just jump to humans. I think it happens pretty much relentlessly all the time. It's just that only a tiny smudge of them become really bad to the point where they hurt people and we take notice and we identify them. But um, things are always trying to jump to us and gain purchase and and try to spread. And most of the time it doesn't work because a lot of factors have to happen for that jump to be successful. In this case, for coronavirus, for COVID-19, it was extremely successful. Yeah. And again, the name of the book, Patient Zero, you you really kind of break down the... Not only, uh, you know, the virus or whatever these diseases happen to be, but the history of uh, how they started or at least how we think they started and and hopefully uh, cures or treatments for them. It's really kind of a, a historical book as well as uh, medical information. It must be kind of interesting uh, as a doctor to, to kind of delve into this, right? It absolutely is, especially since, you know, if you ask any doctor whether or not they got a class in history in medical school, they will all say no. So I didn't get any of this kind of education when I was in grad school. We were just working so hard on trying to take care of patients. So being able to delve into history has been so much fun. Polio, obviously, another one, 20th century, that uh, it uh, finally was almost eradicated. I guess uh, still has some breakouts occasionally, but uh, the polio vaccine, I guess, what, the mid-50s, pretty much knocked it out. Uh, You hear cases now that uh, sometimes break through, but uh, really that's one that I guess the medical profession has almost gotten rid of it totally, right? We've done a really great job. Polio really doesn't exist in the United States at all, but does exist in some other countries like Afghanistan where it is endemic and it causes infections there. So, you know, worldwide, 
still around. Here, we're okay. We're a first world country, so we don't have to deal with a lot of the really severe diseases that a lot of other places do, like tuberculosis. Not nearly in the same scale. Yeah. Well, it's a great, uh, interesting book. And again, you talk about the 1918 flu. I mean, hepatitis C, obviously, cholera. You know, you go back to. Uh, mad cow disease that one wasn't too long ago bubonic plague really fascinating stuff if if, if you can kind of put aside what these diseases did it, it's really interesting to find out uh, the history of them so i think people will get a, a very good information and out of the book again it's called patient zero a curious history of the world's worst uh, diseases and uh, dr lee kang along with nate peterson have written it and doctor i know it comes out uh, pretty soon as we talk today uh, do you have a website you want to direct people to Sure. It will be coming out um, next uh, week on the 16th, and you can go to my website, LydiaKang.com, for more information. Great. Dr. Pleasure talking to you. Good luck with the book, and hopefully we can talk again. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm Stan Brock. 30 years ago, I formed Remote Area Medical to help people overseas. But then we found generations of families in America isolated by poverty from the health care they need. Together, we can take dental, vision, and medical help to a million adults and their kids right here at home in the United States of America. <laughs> 